Welcome to Talking to Myself. I am Myra Kay, and I'm here with Hanky Quattro and Chocolate Chip. I am a 20-year communication professor who doesn't profess to know it all about communication, hence the name Talking to Myself, because trust me, I will walk right out of these doors and do everything wrong. So I'm not only talking to you about communication, but I'm talking to myself. Okay, guys, well, we're back again. Hey. And today we're actually going to do a little remix, okay? We are going back to one of our previous episodes where we're talking about our families. Remember, we talked about our families mm-hmm. and we talked about those family narratives and how when our families give us these family stories, they're really trying to shape us into these really great people, right? They're teaching us about family norms. They're teaching us about how to be really great people. And I believe it. And we, we've seen it happen firsthand. And we all talked about those family stories that mean so much to us. Well, let me just tell you what happened, how I came up with this, this week's topic. I was sitting on my bed and I was taking down my braids, you know, because I found out that the governor is going to be extending my time at home. And so I'm not going to be able to get my hair done. So I had to do it myself or have my sister come over to help me do it. And I heard on the news that the unemployment, the food lines, everything is really looking like the Great Depression. And it reminded me of when I was in the fourth grade, my grandmother was talking to me about the Great Depression. And she was telling me about when she was in school, she and her sisters, she was one of of 12 siblings. She and her sisters couldn't always go to school because they didn't have enough shoes. And so maybe like they would have two pairs of shoes. And so she might go to school on Monday and wear the shoes. And then one of her sisters might go on Tuesday. Another one might wear the shoes on Wednesday, Mm. but they never could all go to school on the same day if they were short on shoes. And so I remember at that time thinking, dang, you know, that's rough. I mean, you couldn't go to school because you didn't have shoes. You know, it was, it really stuck with me. And I remember that that was the year I really started taking care of my shoes. That was one. I started really polishing them up and making sure I didn't, you know, step in mud. You know, I really cared about my shoes that year. And then I also remember thinking like, man, they really, really cared about school. And I also remember my grandmother telling me that out of all of those siblings, she and her younger brother were the only two that graduated from high school. And she was always really proud about that. And so that made me think about how important education was. And that has stuck with me all these years. I'll be 50 this year and I'm still thinking about those same things and I still take care of my shoes. And so that led me to think, we're in the middle of this huge crisis, this COVID-19 crisis, worldwide pandemic, What do I want my grandkids to know? What narratives do I want you guys to tell my grandkids? What kinds of stories do I want them to know about this pandemic that's going to shape our family? You know, because you guys are in charge of that. You know, you guys are the ones who are in charge of what you tell my grandkids. And then they're going to pass on to their kids, which are still my grandkids. They're all mine. They're all mine. And so it kind of starts with us kind of thinking about that. And even though my grandmother didn't connect the dots for me and she didn't tell that story to me necessarily for me to take care of my shoes or for me to believe in education, but it was still a byproduct of it. Right. It still happened. But today we're going to really think about it. We're going to think about, we're going to be deliberate in thinking about what the stories mean, what we hope to tell, 
and what we hope my grandkids get out of it. Yeah, I, I think uh, one thing that I would definitely bring up uh, during this time is, I mean, you know, you go from good job security, working every day, mm -hmm. and, you know, going to work and doing your thing. Right. And then you get that, that that day you go in and your your boss is like, okay, from now on you're working from home. Yeah. Right? You're going you're going to work from home from here going forward, and it's just like you know, like wow, this is really hitting home. Yeah. Like, you know, and the thing the thing about like you know just waking up one day and having to work from home is the one thing I'll tell our our you know my children and Chip's children is that we adjusted. You know, mm -hmm. we we adapted to to what's going on. Mm -hmm. So. You know, we had things that we had to make happen, and you know, we had to. We still, we were able to do it. Some people aren't, you know, with the unemployment. That's super unfortunate, but those people will adapt too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, so you know, even stuff you didn't think you'd have to do, or things that things you didn't think you could do, we did it. Right. We figured it out, and we're doing it, and we're still doing it, and we're making it, making it work. So, For sure. you know, you're stronger than you think you are. You know, those might be some of the that you might connect with my grandkids. Like, you might not think you can do something, but, you know, you're stronger than you think you are. You can do some things. For sure. You know? Yeah, for sure. Right. So, with me, um, you know, we had so many deaths, sadly, throughout the world, the whole world. Um, it's also really affecting kids, kids that I know. So, one of the eighth graders that I knew, mm -hmm. um, he had recently passed away in a coma. Mm -hmm. So... You know, I think that really was a wake-up call for me that it's not only older people dying from the virus. Because at mm -hmm. first they were saying it wasn't really affecting kids. Mm -hmm. But now we see it, well, I've seen it, I, well, you know, everybody's seen it as mm -hmm. kids dying too. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've seen even parents, you know, it's one of the girls I knew, her dad had passed away, same thing from a coma. Mm -hmm. From He actually had COVID. But, you know, it's horrible to see your parents passing away and mm -hmm. she was like a sophomore or junior you know mm -hmm. that's horrible she was still young mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so you know her dad didn't get to see her grow up so one of the things I get to know is you know and I will pass on is you know life is something you should really cherish because mm -hmm. everybody doesn't get to live forever mm -hmm. so you just have to really wake up and notice that someday you can be gone mm-hmm mm -hmm. You know, we were we were talking about that the other day while I was sitting around with mom, my mother, right? And I was talking to your grandmother, and we were reminiscing about this time last year. And we were like, man, remember last year we could get up and go to the mall, and we could go out to eat, we could go out and have drinks, we did anything we wanted to do. You know, we were looking so fondly on just the little things, you know? And we were taking, you know, just like clinging so tightly to them. And we were like, man, we just took all that stuff for granted. And then it made us remember at that point that we should also take what we're doing right now, we should really cling on to it as well because there's some really great things happening now. I mean, yeah, we're in the house, we're quarantined, but we're spending a lot of time together. Uh. You know, we're getting to know each other on a different level. You know, everything that's important, we're learning again, all over again, is right in this house. You know, and all the stuff that we thought we couldn't do without we're doing without it, you know, and we're learning a lot more about ourselves. We're moving forward. We started a podcast, you know, right, we're, right. we're doing a lot of things that we said we wanted to do, but we didn't think we had enough time to do it. And now we have nothing but time. Now we have nothing but time and we're using it wisely and we're focusing on family 
and ourselves first. And so that's, you know, really great. I mentioned to you guys earlier, um, we, I went back to when I was in high school and I talked about how when I was in high school, I had teachers say things like, get your homework done, go to college, blah, blah, blah. You don't want to flip burgers, do you? You know, like flipping burgers was always thought to be like a really low class type of employment. You wouldn't want to do that. But what I would tell my grandkids if they asked me is I would say, but during COVID, flipping burger, burgers became a hero's job, right? Right. Because these are the people who kept America going. Our janitors, our burger flippers, people who worked at Kroger's, they are the ones, they're the heroes who went to work every day, kept America going, kept giving us what we needed. They kept mm -hmm. us fed, they kept us clean, they gave, gave yeah. us everything we needed. People, the people in the factories, the people, the people that are you know, driving trucks, transportation. Yep. They're risking yeah. their lives for us. Absolutely, yeah, for sure. absolutely. So they went from being where we thought, yeah, who wants that job? To essential. They became essential to our living and still, to us keeping America moving. They still need hazard pay too. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, and I also like how these parents are homeschooling their kids and they're like, oh my God, we don't pay teachers enough. Yeah, right. Oh my God, my kid is not an angel. He's bad. All these years I've been looking at teachers like they're crazy. This kid is bad, yeah. you know? And so now people understand that teachers do need more pay. Teachers are underpaid. Yeah. And so finally, we are seeing some of the cracks and the inequities in our society. Now that we're home and we're looking at it, it's, it's staring us in the face. And, and and even another one, I mean, even in New York right now, they said that they're shutting down the, the metro uh, in the morning. And all they said that was going to do is so many, they have a huge homeless population. They said all that's going to do is just show the homeless population mm -hmm. in, in New York because those people are going to the subways to sleep on the, mm -hmm. on the trains. They're constantly on the trains at that hour so. It's really going to show, you know, a, a bigger problem too. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. so now you can see it. Nothing can hide. COVID is not letting anything hide. It's all coming out. And so that even even that is a great lesson, a, a great, great narrative to talk to my grandkids about is that COVID didn't. Nothing can hide from COVID. Right. It showed every crack yeah. in, in our in our families, in society, everything. It made it. It put it all out there. Yeah. And you couldn't hide from it. All you could do was fix it. Right. So I'd encourage you to really think about your families, think about those narratives, think about what you would want your grandkids to hear about this time in our, in our history and what you would want them to learn about it because we don't want it to pass by us and for us not to learn important lessons. Thanks and we'll see you next week.